Hey everyone, Charles here. And first of all, thank you for stopping by my podcast. If this show inspires you, makes you think, or gives you that courage to jump into action, please help by donating to this show. Click the link in the description and donate. Your donation helps us with production and finding great guests moving forward. Thank you and enjoy. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Hey everybody, Charles here and welcome to another great show. So happy that you could be here and join us today. Now listen, is it okay to start over? Have you started? When is it time to just start over and go from start to finish? Sometimes things don't happen in your life that goes your way. Don't hesitate. Start something new. What age can you start over? Is there a time to start over? Sometimes we just, you know, go into a rut. This next gentleman that's going to come on, we're going to talk about a lot of different things about starting anew, knowing your focus, doing a lot of stuff. He's a great speaker. Please welcome to the stage. <laughs> Mr. Kennedy, how you doing, sir? Fantastic, brother. Do me a favor. I loved your intro, but I, I, I want to do my, my intro. Is that okay? You can go right ahead. All right, go, go ahead. So how about this? Just just say, ladies and gentlemen, introducing Robert Kennedy III. Go ahead and do that for me. Ready? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Robert Kennedy III. <laughs> yeah, let's go, buddy. Let's do oh, it. We're gonna have, I think we're going to have a little too much fun on this podcast right now. I can feel it already. <laughs> yes, sir. Listen, so I love the energy. I love what you do. But tell us a little bit of background on yourself. Where is Robert Kennedy from, born and raised? Man, um, I am in Maryland currently, but I was born on the island of Jamaica. And I left there when I was about eight years old. And I grew up in New York City after that. Um, I know that you are not in the United States. I did spend some time. I lived in Oshawa for about a year and a half. And I spent a year in Montreal as well. So that's okay. kind of the, the background. So we got some Canadian connections going on, bro. There we go. There we go. So you you know how to eat some poutine, you know, how to eat some French fries, you know, <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's it. All right. So listen, growing up in Jamaica, what was the dream? You know what I mean? What was, what would it is? Cause I know back, back home, you know, you're, you're seeing at our, our age, I'm not going to age us too much, but you know, <laughs> well, I got a little bit of stuff right here. That's know, revealing. We're, we're seeing, you know, the, the artists on stage, we're seeing the football ballers, we're seeing track stars. Yeah. What was your dream? Man, you know what? I, I, I don't think I had one fully developed at that point. I think I was a kid that was just enjoying life. You know, you see the the the, the people with the, the the go-karts or the little things on the street. I want to do that. I want to drive. I want to go fast. You know, I'm a little kid. I'm trying to figure out what what, what I want to do. So I, you know, I, I loved sports. I loved being active. Um, so that was the big thing that I was um that that I got involved in. But you know, as as life went on, um I got involved in teaching. And to, to hey. some to some extent, I still teach, if you will, when I when I when I speak or when I keynote or when I do trainings for for grownups. Um, so, yeah, hopefully they're grownups. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. So, man, the dream is still being developed right now, man. The dream is still being developed. So. Yeah. I was, so take us through your lifespan, because I love to hear people's journey. So yeah. you said Jamaica and from Jamaica, where did you go? 
Uh, we, we, we immediately went to New York. We were there for just a few months, though, because my dad was going to McGill University in Montreal. Okay. And so we moved to Montreal to support him there after he finished his degree. Then we moved back to New York City. So I grew up in the Bronx after that. And yeah, I was there for about 10, 12 years, um, went to college. And while I was in college, my family moved to Oshawa. I mean, I've had family in Toronto, still have family in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, so my, you know, my grandfather was there for like 35 years before he moved back to Jamaica. So he, he lived in Willowdale. Um, you know, we still have family, Etobicoke, Brampton, oh, those areas. Yeah. 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 So, so, uh, going to school at this point. Yeah. So I'm in, I'm in school, um, and I'm in college. And so then after that, um, I was in Massachusetts and I lived in Massachusetts, in the state of Massachusetts for about, uh, 12 or 13 years, got married. And then after a little while moved to the state of Maryland. So that's kind of been the geographical, um, journey for me. Was that the question that you asked, dude? I totally got lost halfway. <laughs> I moved so much. I'm like, what, what are we talking about? <laughs> I told you it's going to be a fun show today. So then moving around, cause you know, yeah. as, as boys, you know, we're young men moving around, seeing different things. What opened up your eyes? Like, what did you see as, as you moved around and growing up to be a young man? Well, you know what? I think I don't know if there was anything specific that opened my eyes. I'm I'm a PK. My dad was a pastor, is a pastor. And mm-hmm. so um, there was, you know, there was a, its own set of pressures that came with with that. And so I was I always lived with this pressure to be perfect or to be better, to be smarter, to, mm-hmm. have to live up to the expectations of other people. Yes. Right. Yes, and yes. so and so I, I had to. Um, grow out of that or, or navigate through that later on in life. And, you know, you, 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 you become a full grown adult with bills and stuff, and you're still li- like living to other people's expectations. What, what, right. what, what's that about? Right. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it took a while for me to kind of learn, wait a minute, this life is your own. The only right. people who are going to be, um, saved or, or or go to hell based on your life as you right <laughs> whatever you want to say you know um and so you know somebody's somebody you've you've got to figure out where what is it that you want to accomplish what is it that you want to achieve and then go after it because you know everybody's got their own stuff you know they may right. say stuff but they've got their own stuff to deal with and you know some i think it was my grandmother that would say, ain't nobody got no heaven to put you in or hell to put you in. <laughs> you know, so, um, you know, I, I just loved, I, I, the things that really got my attention or, or what really began to focus me was just this journey of figuring out how to run after my goals and live life for, for nobody else but, but me and my family. Right. So then I, I'm reading your bio and, and the part that really got me was starting over. And this is why I kept yeah. saying to everybody, you know, when is it good to start over? Can you start over? Like some people yeah. just get depressed and go, oh, my life is over. Like I've done everything. Yeah. Well, can, you, can you tell us that little story about you teaching, moving, and all of a sudden they dropped the bomb on you? Let's Bro. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'll kind of give the backdrop of some of this. I was a, um, I was a teacher for, for 10 years. And um, I was, while I was teaching, I I started a couple of businesses. So my first business, I did an online music promotions portal. And then I, I created a, a web development or started a web development company after that. 
Now, um, it was cool to do those things because I was I had the safety net of 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 my full time teaching gig. So I was teaching my last teaching gig. I was teaching online for this university, and um, this was in the middle of while we were deciding to relocate from Massachusetts to Maryland. And at this point, I had three kids under the age of five. <laughs> right, so. We move, I move my family about 500 miles uh, from Massachusetts to Maryland. And 10 days after we get from Massachusetts, or 10 days after we get to Maryland, I get this call that says, hey, Robert, um, we need to have a call with you. We need to have a meeting with you. Um, and so I'm like, okay, cool. So I go to the meeting and the my boss at the time is like, hey, Robert, yeah, I'm here, and the HR director is here as well. So, yep, yep. Anytime, just so y'all, just so y'all know, for those of y'all that listen to the show, if the HR director's in the meeting, it's it's not a good sign. Um, okay, I'm just gonna stop the story right there and let everybody know. Take the longest washroom break you ever can take. If you hear that, yeah, you know, take your time, go freshen up. Just take a long washroom break. Gather yep. your thoughts. Go eat your lunch. Go yep. do something. And Go do something. Yeah. <laughs> so you know the HR director is there, and uh, you know they're they're like, well, unfortunately, your time here has come to an end. Um, we're going to release you back into the workforce. Thank you. <laughs> so and so so this is like ten days. I mean, what happened was we're, we're moving right, and my you know the, the you go through these financial machinations with your with your family, right? My wife is like, okay, yep, I got this new job. This is what my salary is. All right, I'm like, cool. I got an online gig. This is what my salary is. So we're mm-hmm. we're putting those numbers together. One plus one is four, right? Yep. And so we're 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 moving under this assumption. So now ten days later, okay, all of that Man. changes. Bang. Right. Bang. So I do what most people do when they lose a job. I yeah. I go on the I go on the website and I put my resume out on Monster. Oh, okay. Sorry, I, I, What'd I you say? You cry? They cry? I, I, uh, I, I was like, cry, freak out, you know, scream, <laughs> yell. Well, yes. Yeah. After that, <laughs> <laughs> then we, I, you know, I, I put my resume out. So I'm putting my resume out. And at this point, my real skill that I have is, is teaching. That's mm-hmm. the job that I've done for the longest amount of time. So I'm, you know, trying to put out resumes and I'm not getting any responses. Now, to be fair, I kind of sense that some of this um, workforce release or re- rejoining was coming um, because they were making some changes in that school or in that university. And so I had been exploring the field of instructional design. So, you know, I'm starting to kind of look for some things here as well, but. I'm putting out resumes and I'm sending, I'm applying for jobs and I'm getting no responses, right? It's not even like I get an interview or two and they're like, sorry, we went another direction. I'm literally getting no responses. And so um, after about three or four months of this, I decide that I'm going to, tr- you know, accept a little contract gig for, from a university building online courses for one okay. of the professors. So I do that. And uh, you know, she pays me like fifteen hundred dollars. Okay. I'm like, okay, cool. This is like two thousand nine, two thousand eight. Yeah. You know, not 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 a, not bad. So um, I finish it. She's like, "Whoa, this is great. Can you build another one?" I'm like, "Oh, okay, okay." Um, so I build two, then I build three, and after I build three or four, I'm like, "Wait a minute, I think I can do this." So I start to try to find other gigs doing this, 
Mm-hmm. And so I find a few other gigs. I get maybe three or four gigs. I'm like, whoa, um, people pay money for this. Okay. <laughs> um, so I start to kind of do it full time and I, I register my company and, and I get this, uh, we start to build online courses for, for, for corporations. Uh, after a while, I start to hire other contractors to help me um, mm-hmm. do some different things. And um, we go through that phase and, you know, you get into a company and you, and you at some point, you, you try to scale and I try to scale a little bit quickly. <laughs> and so uh, we ran into this place where, um, you know, I made some bad decisions financially and that company just like exploded. Um, mm-hmm. well, not in a good way. It's like bomb, bomb, bomb. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Shrapnel. <laughs> 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 right. so, so before you move on, I want to touch yeah. one part because a lot of people think like when they lose their job, they get into this depression state. What did I yeah. do wrong? What was it about me? How can I tell my family? What was the discussion you had with you and your wife? What you going to do, babe? <laughs> <laughs> what you going to do? I mean, because at that point, so we move and, you know, our kids are, you know, like I said, below the age of five. My daughter turned five in the like in September. I lost my job in July. Mm. Um, you know, so she's at the point where she's starting school. Right. So this is like the early daycare, et cetera, that costs money, right? Mm-hmm. So um, we're like, okay, what are you going to do? And so this is in the middle of a school year as well. So it's, I can't really go back to teaching at that point. I mean, I could do, I could be a substitute teacher, but I still got two other kids at home. My wife's working. Right. Um, somebody's got to, you know, manage, manage them, or are we going to pay for a babysitter or whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, so we, you know, so she's like, what, what, what are you going to do? And I'm just kind of like, okay, well, I'm going to see if I can put my head down and start making some money on this course development stuff. Okay. Um, you know, thankfully she made the, the, the salary bump that she got when we moved covered um, some okay. of the salary that I was making when, um, when I was, when I was teaching online or when I was an online faculty, um, you know, and things weren't perfect. But, you know, I, I would say we had God's grace with us in some of that. Um, so we were we were able to live and make it, man. And then just one step at a time and you bring yeah. yourself back up. So what do you, what do you what do you tell yourself as things are moving? You know what I mean? What are you telling yourself to keep your mind right, to say, listen, it's not me, but I got to still put food on the table for my family. How are you keeping yourself upbeat? Man, it, and that that's a journey. So. I'm an introvert by nature and my first instinct is to like be by myself and, Mm -hmm. and, and uh, try to figure it out by myself. Yeah. But you know, I had some people in my space or I kind of sensed that this is not something that I can do by myself. And, And because we were in a new space as well, I was having to develop relationships. So I had to put myself in the space. Like, listen, I got to get connected with people. Right. So I started to connect with people. Some of that helped with the mindset because I was able to connect with a few mentors who had been in business for, you know, decades. And they were like, listen, this this is what the journey's like, bro. (laughs) Right. (laughs) They they were just they were they they kept it real. They weren't like, "Okay, yeah, you you know, you're just not doing it right. If you do this, you're going to get a million dollars right away. They were like, listen, no, when when you start out, um, it's 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 lean. It's lean for for a while, um, and you got to get your spouse on board. And if your spouse is not on board, that's another issue that you got to deal with. 
Um, like, you couldn't tell me this earlier? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't yeah. drop knowledge a little earlier before I got to this part? Like, yeah. you can help me out? <laughs> Listen, they're like, this is how you know whether you're mar- meant to be married or not. <laughs> right? yeah, <laughs> <Because> yeah. <laughs> you got to go through some stuff. And, and so, yeah, I mean, we, we went through some stuff. We went through some stuff, man. I mean, we we went through um, being in a house that was like, you know, 3,000 square feet, an acre of land, to having to give that up and move back into an apartment um, okay. with three kids, um, you know, having, having a vehicle repossessed, um, you know, trying to deal with three kids, take kids to school. And and have two grownups that have to, to survive and then have one vehicle, um, you know, to go different places. We had to walk through that. Yes. <laughs> we, we had to walk through that, man. And so, um, you know, it, it was it was definitely a mental struggle in some cases. But um, I also had to look forward and say, you know, what is it ultimately that that I want to do? I'm, I'm I know that this is not where, where I'm meant to be. And so I had to keep finding that that next thing and, and not expecting the things to change overnight. I, I just had to keep putting one foot right in front of the other. Okay. So listen, <clears throat> we're going to get to know you a little bit more. So it's time for... It's time for rapid fire. We're going to yeah. ask you a couple of questions. We're going to shoot them at you just to get you to know you a little bit more and still things that you said and go, where's your mind right now? All right. Yeah. So what happens is, you get two minutes on the clock. You can answer the questions. You can elaborate. Remember, we got to get through all the questions, and you got two minutes on the clock. But the thing is, you get to answer your, your own questions. So give me A, B, C, or D. Which questions would you like? Uh, let's go with C, homie. C. All right, here we go. Let's give you some music to get you going. And then what we're going to do for you and yours, we're just going to have some fun with this. And whatever comes to your mind, spit it out. Here we go. Two minutes on the clock, starting now. What is success to you? Success is happiness. Sunrise or sunset? Sunrise. What is your favorite color? Green. Oh, no, no, no. Orange. Let's say orange. <laughs> yeah. Can you Here we go. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Chocolate or vanilla? Vanilla. Favorite food? Man, let's go with pizza. Okay. Favorite dessert? Pralines and cream ice cream. Uh Uh-oh. Now now you're touching the soul. Now you're touching the soul. All right. What's the first thing you notice about somebody when you meet them for the first time? Um, Their energy. What is the best advice you've ever gotten? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Stop. Are you ready to maximize the impact of your podcast interviews and elevate your brand like never before? Stop wasting time on interviews that don't reach their full potential. With our cutting edge AI technology, you can transform your content into captivating marketing materials in just seconds. Don't wait for hosts to promote your work. Take control of your brand's narrative today. Click the link below and unlock the full potential of your interviews. Say hello to Proactive Marketing Mastery and watch your brand soar with Cast Magic. Man, that's a big one. Uh, now you, oh, the best advice I've ever gotten. Um, don't try to do everything yourself. Okay. 
What is the Tell best me. compliment you've ever gotten? Um, baby, I like your eyes. <laughs> hold, hold on, hold on. Here we go. Here we go. We gotta, we gotta go with that. <laughs> baby, I like your eyes, baby. Come on. Here we go. We're wasting time. We're wasting time. <laughs> I, I was, I was wondering why you put the deep voice on. Okay, there you go. I was like, yeah. <laughs> all right. What is your favorite TV show? Man, um, superhero show gotta be. Uh, let, let's go with let's go with Flash. All right, and the first thing is, how do you start your day? Twenty six seconds. I pray. There you go. <laughs> Congratulations, my friend! You made it through rapid fire. Yes, we're gonna sir. take a quick break, but when we come back, we're gonna talk about how you start your day after this message. Stay tuned. Don't go nowhere. CMJ Entertainment is a one-stop shop. CMJ Entertainment helps people to do any type of events, and it's a marketing tool as well. So we'll cover everything from start to finish. If it's a wedding, we'll make sure your wedding is over the top. And if it's an event, we make sure that everybody gets information at the end of the day. Give us a call at 416-414-8964 or online at cmjent.com. All right, we are live, and there's something that you say, something that you're talking about. I hear that prayer is big in your life, big in your future. Yeah. Talk about when you get up in the morning, you just, you know, you have that little prayer. You're talking to yourself, you're talking to the man, you're thanking him. What are you doing? I'm talking to God. I mean, my family is a big, uh, we we have a big spiritual foundation, our, found, our base. I told you earlier that my dad's a PK, that I'm a PK, my dad's a pastor. So I've been in church uh, my entire life. And so I've learned and and have adopted for myself, attributing success, attributing everything to, to God. And so for me, getting up, being in a space of gratitude, being thankful for breathing, because I, you know, a lot of people were not able to do that. Um, being thankful for breath, being thankful for sunlight, being thankful for my body, being able to to see, to work, uh, being thankful for even pain that I feel because I can feel it, right? I, I have another opportunity or a moment to feel it. I'm grateful for all of that stuff, man. And then um, once I'm in that gratitude space, I, I move on with the rest of my day. I like how you said that last part, <clears throat> being grateful for pain. Yeah. People are like, did he just say pain? Yeah, he said pain because a lot of people don't feel anything. You know, yep. the legs to walk and we can breathe and arms to move. So grateful for pain. So then let yep. me ask you this. Is that where the confidence comes from? So let's jump right in. Speaking up with confidence, speaking yeah. to be a leader. Where did this start from? How did this start? Well, I, I, you know, I, I, the, in my journey, a lot of people have said to me, hey, are you a speaker? Even before I was uh, a speaker and I didn't really know. And so I started to do some research on what it would take to be a speaker. And, you know, if I were to walk through, if we had time, I would walk through what I call my signature story about how when I was young, my voice was taken away from me. I was told I talked too much. And so I shut I shut down um, mm-hmm. to this place now where I recognize that not only do I need to speak up, but there are other people in this world who who've been told that their voices weren't important, that their words weren't important. And so they don't speak up. They don't, they, they accept status quo. They accept average because they, they're scared of, of sharing their challenges, their stories of transformation with, with the world. And so I believe that my goal is, or my, my purpose 
really is helping people to find that space in some inside of themselves, their story, so that they can gain the confidence to share that and then transform the world with their with their lives, with their stories. So who told you to be quiet? Well, in growing up in Jamaica, we had a lot of um we had a <laughs> lot of um we call them helpers. <laughs> right. We we had them. We had a lot of those in our house. And mm-hmm. so, you know, well, some people think of them as nannies, maids, babysitters. What? So I th- those were the people that were around me. I mean, there were some family members, not my parents, not my brothers, um, but there were some family members who said that as well. And it, it kind of you as a as a grown up looking back, you realize how much it affected you. So do you mean children should be seen, not heard? Yeah, things like that. You know, I, I, I asked a lot of questions. I was curious. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I guess I asked them too close in proximity to each other. And so some people got a little bit upset by that. Yes. Uh, you know, growing up in the culture, you know, family in the culture, totally understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Kids could she be just there? Don't ask too many questions. Yep. You're, in, as they say, in big people business. Yep. You know? <laughs> Yep. So I see you're 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 an author. Yeah. Is that where the writing came from then? If I can't speak, I'll write. Well, you know, I don't know if I, it, it may be. You may maybe you're my therapist right now and you're like pulling some stuff out of me. Maybe that's where it came from. My mom um wrote stuff. And I think you know, now that now that you're saying it, when my mom used to tell me that she would find napkins all around the house with things that I wrote. Mm. Right. So I mean, little poems or just little things or whatever I was feeling or thinking or whatever, I would write down in some creative way. I wrote music. I wrote songs. And and so, um, you know, I guess that turned into books <laughs> later on. Um, but yeah, just just everybody's got a coping mechanism in some way, right? right? You're, some way to kind of deal with the different emotions or the challenges that that you're 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 walking through. So, yeah, maybe writing was a piece of that for me. So what was the first book? The very first book was a technical book. It was called um, the Articulate Studio Cookbook. So that was back in the day when I was doing those e-learning courses, building those online courses. I was using specific software and I got called by a publishing company to to write that book. The next book after that, I started what was called a a habit forming or transformation group on Facebook Mm -hmm. and called it 28 Days to a New Me. And so we were walking through the, the process of habit forming by doing something repeatedly for for 28 days so that you could form a habit. And then based on that, uh, I wrote that book. We just kind of documented all of the steps or all the different things that we were using to inspire and motivate people, documented that and put that into that book. But it looks like you got a part one and a part two. Yeah. So the part two or the, well, the second edition came about because I was called by a university who wanted to put the book in their doctoral cohort program, just to help some of their students um, figure out how to gain transformation and accountability for their their program. So I edited, added some things to it and came out with a second edition so that, so that those students could use the book. So when you're speaking, what's your main focus? Like when you see the people in the audience and you're narrowing down on them and you're Mm -hmm. trying to get the message out there and they tell you, you know, you see, you see the timer on the clock. Yeah. You know, I mean, as speakers, we all know we look down and we see the t- the clock ticking away. Yeah. What's the bang message? What you're hoping that you went out and you spit the truth and what's the bang message? 
my bang message is your story deserves a stage. People can, people, people, you all have something inside of you that is worth sharing with the world. I mean, as a matter of fact, when I do my own podcasts or when I do speaking, sometimes there's a, there's a three sentence phrase that I use or three sentence statement that I use at the end. And I say, everything that happens to you in life is your stuff. Your stuff is your story and your story deserves a stage. So get on out there and tell it. Right. And so I share that because, um, a lot of times we have situations, experiences that we walk through and some of them are painful and we we get mad about the pain. But the pain is really a part of your stretching your growth process. And that growth process that you walk through can be the very thing that transforms the life of somebody else. So you got to share that that stuff. So you're saying that our stories become who we are, who we start, what we're doing? Our stories are who we are and our stories may be the roadmap that somebody else needs in order to transform their life. So it's, it's funny that you're saying that. Cause I say the same thing that, you know, everybody has a story to tell Yeah, and, and your story can help somebody else get to that next level. Yeah. But the question is, are you willing to tell your story? Absolutely. And are you learning from your story? And then at the end of the day, what are you doing with that story? You can yeah. bottle it up, put it on the shelf and look at it every day and know that that thing is in there, or you can release it and then take it forth. And it looks like you released your story and you're doing great things. So, well, I hope so. (laughs) So the question is, I just put, let me help you out here. Ready? Yeah, I can. There you go. Put some little magic sprinkles on you. I just put you back into time. Talk to the little boy in you. What would you tell him? The little boy in me, I would tell him that. You're going to go through some stuff. You're going to be uncertain. You're going to be unsure about some things. Sometimes people are going to talk about you. Sometimes people are going to try to control the way that you show up in life. But you know what? It's going to be okay. You've got something amazing inside of you that is transformational when you decide to let it out. So be courageous. Hang in there. You got this, bro. (laughs) All right. Let's have some more fun. It's now time for pick three, and you get to ask ask your own self three questions. Oh, three snap. Before we let you go. So all you got to do is pick between one and 13, and those are the questions you ask yourself. Let's go seven. Seven. Give me two more. Seven, nine, and three. All right. Here's your questions. What's one myth in this industry you want to crush? Wow. Um, One myth that I want to crush is that speaking, presentations, workshops uh, are are boring. (laughs) You just ended it just like that. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) What What do you mean they're just boring? People think that they're boring? Well, a lot of people think that you've got to shove a lot of information into it and a lot of data in order for it to be important. And ultimately, um, you know, that bores people. And more more often than not, when I hear people talk about they've got to go to this meeting, they got to go to this talk, they got to go to this presentation, they're like, oh, my God, I got to go to this meeting. I got to go. It's going to be boring. Right. (laughs) And so I want to change that narrative like. It it can be fun. It can be. And um, I want to show people, I want to show speakers, I want to show presenters, I want to show people with a story how mm-hmm. to structure their, their presentations, 
their their um, their talks, their workshops, so that it can engage, connect, and inspire people. So less is more. Less is more. And I wanted to use the words. I wanted to use my alliteration. I wanted to share. I wanted to say that I share with people how to impact, influence, and inspire. There, there you go. go. That, there you go. <laughs> All right. Number nine. Uh, where can we listen to you? Where can we find you? Whoa. Robert Kennedy 3 everywhere. Like my website is robertkennedy3.com. And you can find me, Robert Kennedy 3, on all social media platforms, except for TikTok. Some dude stole Robert Kennedy 3 on TikTok. I mean, he's not even active. So I'm I'm real Robert Kennedy 3 on TikTok. Let's find this guy. Let's let's, let's find him out. Whoever, if you were listening to this, you know who this other guy is. Let him know. Mm -mm. We got to switch it over. (laughs) Give it up for the real Robert Kennedy 3. Give it back. Give it back. All right. Last one. What advice would you give someone pursuing a similar career to yours? Um, network, leverage networks, leverage mentors, get, get a mentor. That's the biggest thing. Find somebody who is doing what you want to do and have conversations with them. Take them to lunch. As a matter of fact, what we're doing right now is probably one of the best things that you can do. Start a podcast and get connected with some of the people that you want to speak to. Yes. You know what I mean? Like I would have never uh, found a person like you that we can talk to, I can learn from. And I do yeah. believe each person can learn from somebody, you know, just, just hearing you speaking about, you know, the transformation, your voice, no one to speak and less is more. I want everybody to hear that again, because yes, <laughs> I've been to a lot of conferences, a lot of speakers. <laughs> I interview a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 All right, my friend. So before we let you go, is there anybody, I don't usually do this, but this has been a fun interview and I do like you. I like the spirit. Anybody you want to shout out to? Oh man. I want to shout out my wife, my wife, Nadia Kennedy. She is my rock. She's my, like my foundation. And none of this happens without, without her on this journey with me, man. All right, everybody. Well, I don't know if we're live still or not, but uh, Charles is uh he he left me in charge of all of this so i don't know <laughs> looks like looks like he's calling me all right hey hope you had a great time listening to the show if you think i did a great job please buy me a coffee i still got a lot of work to do we would love to hear from you your feedback so please click the link and leave us a review you can help us grow by following us on all social media platforms and sharing this link once again It's time for you to jump. Success is waiting.